As of 2021, organic results account for 53% of all website traffic. This figure has gone up from 51% that was reported the previous year. Organic search is without a doubt the main source of traffic. I'm Lee Elevi, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyond Se Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast, where we claim SEO is alive and doing better than ever. Grace, I'm good. It feels like it's been an eternity since last time we spoke, since last time we met. Like, time sometimes just passes super fast and sometimes it just passes slow. And now I just feel like it's been a long time since, you know, the whole conference thing that we had at the beginning of the month uh, came through, right? Yeah, it felt like it was hot and heavy for a while. And then we yeah. got a little lull in between right now that we have. That's right. That's right, Grace. But... Here's the thing. We have a great conversation lined up for today. We have a special guest, which is always exciting. And so, Grace, as always, please do the honors. Introduce our guest so we can have him join the conversation. All right, everybody. So we're super excited to have somebody that um, is fairly new, actually, to the Lake Law Firm. Um, but I feel like I've known him forever in the best possible way. And uh, that is Michael J. Blom. He's our senior attorney and VP of Business Development. As a senior attorney and VP of Business Development at the Lake Law Firm, Michael Blom focuses on personal injury, pharmaceutical drug injury, medical device liability, and mass tort litigation. So all those litigations we talk about all the time, he's worked on including CPAP, Paraquat, Baby Formula, Elmiron or Elmiron, Zantac, Firefighting Foam, amongst many others. He's also received the National Trial Lawyers Top 40 Under 40 Civil Plaintiff Recognition for 2018, 19, 20, and 21. He was also selected the Super Lawyers 2020 and 2021 New York Metro Rising Stars list. He has admitted, Mr. Blom is admitted to the New York State Bar, Third Department, the U.S. District Court for the Southeastern excuse me, Southern and Eastern Districts of New York and the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. He's also a member of the American Bar Association, the New York State Bar Association, and the New York County Lawyers Association, as well as the American Association for Justice. Michael, welcome. Thank you, Gracie and Leo. Michael, wow, with that bio, I feel now that I have to call, call you attorney Blum, not, nothing Mike below is... that. <laughs> but I, I also uh, got to know you quite a bit over the past three, four months that we've met at several conferences. And so it's great to finally have you here at In Camera Podcast. And uh, funny enough, today we're going to have a conversation about conferences. But first, Michael, um, why don't you share to our audience, where is this podcast finding you? Uh, sure. So I'm in Cranford, New Jersey. It's about 15 or 17 miles outside of New York City. Wonderful. And you're sitting outdoors. You're you're braving the weather. And we really appreciate you creating the time for having this conversation with us. So, Michael, um, 
last week, believe it or not, we actually met. We were at the AJ conference together, and I remember we wanted to have you join us and give us your takes on the AJ conference because, as Grace mentioned, you are very involved in everything that has to do with masters, and obviously there were a lot of updates and news shared there. But then you've shared with me that you're not going to be able to do it right after the conference because you had another conference lined up, right? So which one was that conference and what was that about? Sure. So that was the SMB uh, Fire Up Your Firm event uh, that was in Lakeland, Florida, uh, right outside of Tampa, about an hour outside. That was last Thursday and Friday. Um, and it was very busy. It's ba SMB is basically a company that deals in uh, coaching of attorneys and law firm owners and also marketing. Um, so they have coaching and marketing packages that they can basically guide firms through um, with the goal to double or more their revenues in one year. Um, Grace, we've, we've um, I don't know if we've talked or had anyone from SMB here on the podcast, but we know about them. They actually came a lot to um, light, particularly on the early days of the pandemic in 2020. They they were kind of like amongst the first to, to, to create those big mastermind sessions that got attended by thousands of lawyers per, uh, per session. It was quite remarkable and it was very, very well-timed. And I think Think from there on, they've just taken on on a path of, as uh, Michael is saying here, coaching and offering different type of marketing solutions. And um, they've struck quite a few partnerships with different organizations and marketeers. I know they've been working a lot with Andy Stickle lately and such. So I'm, you know, they're they're very well known in the industry nowadays. So what was the what was so. What was the conference main focus? How, how it was two days from what I understand here. Was it broken down on a kind of like on a day one was something, day two was something else? Sure. It was mostly organized by speakers. So they had several speakers, um, including, of course, Andy Stickle. He kind of headlined the event uh, with all of his marketing techniques. Uh, Bill Hauser, of course, with SMB, um, giving his insights on, you know, business related uh, you know, improvements that you can make to increase your revenues. And then they also had Greg Goldenfarb, uh, which spoke about, uh, you know, employment-related um, issues at the firm, how you can kind of maximize uh, different areas of the firm by providing incentives and, you know, investing into your employees' you know, personal lives and also their uh, business lives, um, kind of just how to make the firm a, a better place. Uh, Mike Morse made an appearance uh, you know, out of Michigan on, you know, organizational structure, the importance of that at the firm and not to, you know, be managing too much, but to have people under you that are uh, reporting to you. And it's, you know, kind of a nice hierarchy of um, organization that you can have. So you can focus on what you need to focus on. And, um, and then they had a couple other speakers as well. It's interesting that you're talking about that because uh, I actually have been to the Gold uh, Goldfarb Masterminds, right? Um, he's got a couple of those that he used to run. And um, so when you were talking about the, I guess, the employment part of it, and uh, it does seem to be coming up more and more, right, with, with COVID and everything that happened, I think that trying to maximize with what you have seems to be a, a predominant theme in a lot of these business conferences nowadays. Did you find that when you were there that it seems like they, they talked a lot about the employment aspect and, you know, structure of the organization and or was it potentially, um, you know, heavier on something else like just marketing? 
as an Yeah, example. I would say it was pretty much half and half. It's, it's super important for firms right now to have the right structure at the firm um, so you can have, you know, the kind of the best efficiencies in each department and the people working for you, it really comes down to your staff, you know, that they're excited and motivated and that you keep them motivated uh, to work and that they have the opportunity to advance uh, within the company and the firm. So it was, it was highly important um, along with the marketing and, you know, coaching and business ideas. Yeah, that sounds great. And so um, it sounds like most of, obviously the event was in person, was in attendance. Were all the speakers there at the event? Was it a hybrid of some of the speakers were connecting remotely? That's right. So uh, Andy and Bill of, of, were, of course, in person. Uh, Craig Goldenfarb uh, was in person. They had a few speakers come on by Zoom, including uh, Mike Morse. Um, so it was kind of a hybrid, I would say, 50-50. Mm -hmm. And they had yeah. a lot of users, um, you know, tune in live from the event, which was really nice. I think the, you know, several hundreds. That's what I heard as well, that the conference was in person, but there was also the option of attending um, remotely. And and I think that's one of the things that um, SMB as a whole has honed down very well, is that consistency of, of, of having continued doing virtual events really almost on a weekly basis, right? I mean, these guys, they, they have kind of like every week something some sessions some training and uh obviously you know i don't really know much about how their 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 mastermind membership works or not but a lot of what they do is open to to lawyers generally whether they're members or not so would you say you know because i i think michael you were at the crisp summit also right game changer summit last november and one of the things that was talked about is that a lot a lot of people felt that it was too salesy in the sense that you know uh there was great content but there was also a lot of pitching for services and products and such so how did you feel that was handled? Yeah, I can uh, comment on that. I, I thought it was great. It was uh, very well done. There was actually no sales pitch, uh, to my knowledge. Um, the first day, um, I'd have to give hats off to Andy Stickle just for how much insightful knowledge he provided. Um, just so like many what? areas of, well, just marketing kind of. Um, you know, I have three takeaways I'll go over uh, in nice. a few minutes as well, which includes uh, some of the stuff that he said and... Um, you know, stuff that I just don't know. And I already spoke with, uh, you know, Ed at our firm, Ed Lake, about it. And he thought those were good ideas. So we're actually implementing some of the things that uh, Andy Andy said and also Bill. Um, and it wasn't until the second day that they, you know, kind of the sales pitch, you know, that they give you the, the paper to sign up for the services, which I would also recommend. They have a great program. Um, from what I see, you know, with the coaching and then you can also do, uh, they have a whole marketing suite that they kind of do everything um, for you or in collaboration with your team and you can do uh, one or the other or both. Um, they had a lot of bonuses that they were giving away. So, um, yeah, I think it was a great package altogether. Okay. So first day, lots of valuable content. Second day, a little bit of a sales pitch. That's right. Yeah. So um, I don't know, Grace, are we ready for hearing some of Michael's takeaways or do you have more questions about the technical execution of the event? I have a little bit of more questions about the uh, right. event itself, uh, because it seems like a lot of these events are becoming what I would call uh, an amalgamation of others. Right. Um, more people seem mm. to be partnering up with each other um, and kind of economies of scale. Right. Um, for those of you that do or don't know what that term means. It's just when the bigger you are and the more people you have kind of in that company, the easier it is to have a, 
a further reach, right? And you right. actually reduce right. costs by doing that as well. So it, when I'm talking about economies of scale with this conference, it does seem like, you know, you said Golden Farve, Morse, um, Stickle, Hauser, that's a lot of big names that came together to do this event. Um, so it does seem like that that seems to be a pattern and you know, Michael, I know you've been, we've been going to conferences since you started with us. Literally the first day you started, we went to, I think it was MTMP or something. Um, it might've been a different one, AEJ. I don't even know at this point. But TLU. Been, TLU, that's right. Trial Lawyers University. We went together. Um, so what do you think? Do you think that, that seems to be the pattern that's happening right now? Like, uh, uh, especially the smaller conferences, you know, like SMB, they seem to be kind of combining their forces. For lack of a I think so. And I think it's really smart, too. I mean, the bigger names that you can have, the more interest, of course, you want to attend not only in person, but also live. And I mean, they don't you don't have to attend in person to sign up for the services, of course, as well. So it's kind of, you know, they may have to spend money or, you know, a lot of the speakers uh, attend and speak for free, to my knowledge. Um, but just to have those relationships with the, the bigger name attorneys and business uh, persons, I think is, you know, the new way of kind of captivating uh, the potential audience who will attend. From the networking standpoint, like the people that attended in person, did you feel you got any good value? Did you met new people? Did you, I guess, quality, quality relationships do you see coming out of that? I did. Uh, so there was a kind of a separate two different packages. It was a VIP package and then a regular attendee package. Um, so with the VIP one, I was able to attend a, a dinner the first night with all of, they're called the two Xers. So the people, the attorneys that basically doubled their revenue under the SMB program uh, the previous year uh, were in, you know, invited to that and were involved. And I think one attorney even 5X'd her business or his business, which is uh, pretty outstanding. So, you know, just speaking to those people at the dinner and then the following day, getting to see what they were doing at their firm, the practice areas that they're in, um, new ideas they have going forward. They're just as excited in this year two than they were in the year one. They, they just want to keep growing and growing. Um, so it was great to meet them. I actually met a bunch of people and can hopefully turn that into some business for our firm as well. Was it personal injury leaning or was there a good diversity of practice areas? In right, in yeah, it was mostly uh, personal injury attorneys, um, primarily uh, motor vehicle accident, I would say. Um, I was the only kind of mass tort, um, you know, attorney that works in that space there, uh, which was kind of good for me. I was singled out, so everyone, you know, kind of wanted to see what we do. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and very interested, so. So, Grace. Confirming with you one more time. Are we are we ready to hear some of Michael's takeaways? We are now. <laughs> All right, Michael, the floor is yours. Okay, what great. What were your takeaways? Uh, so number one that I have, uh, you have to be pre-motivated to make big changes at your firm in order for you to be successful in reaching your goals. Um, if you're not motivated, I mean, it seems silly, but if you're not motivated, you're not going to make those changes. You're not going to sign up to be involved in these masterminds. You're not going to attend, you know, these 90-minute, two-hour-plus, you know, in kind of intense live sessions with the coaching team and then directly thereafter implement those ideas with your team, you know, week after week, year after year. Uh, so it's really kind of limited to 
attorneys who are pre-motivated or can kind of find the motivation very fast that would be successful in this type of revenue growth. And that you can beat the big guys at their marketing spins. You know, uh, we all know who they are. If you have, one, the belief that you can beat them, uh, two, the anticipation and drive to get great results, and three, the step to take those actions. Um, so that's my first takeaway. The second one that I have from the conference is by making just micro improvements to your firm uh, can have very large effects um, across all practice areas or just in one. And that's from you know advertising, intake processes and steps, uh, your employees, and the structure of the firm. And three, uh, which is a little bit controversial, um, we were told that SEO is quote-unquote dead in terms of making your firm's phone ring. Um, so it's not the way to really generate uh, business passively anymore. Um, so Google Maps is the new thing to make your phone ring um, that everyone's kind of looking into and that you need to optimize your map ads, uh, update your Google My Business profile, and you need lots of reviews to get high rankings that will turn into leads. Those are my hmm. takeaways. So very high level, very good, but very high level, particularly the first two, right? And we're going to, this is what we do here, Michael. We, we just get some ideas kind of like as a bait. And then, and then Grace and I are going to potentially start commenting on it now. And we would love to view, to hear what are your thoughts as we're digging deeper into it. But um, I'd like to start with the last one. SEO is dead. That's crap. That's not right. <laughs> anyone, anyone claiming that SEO is dead and now you need to go and just focus on maps is selling you a uh, snake oil. I'm sorry to say, and I have a lot of respect for these guys, but ultimately it's not a one or the other thing. It's a combination, right? Uh, for you to determine that right now users only care about maps is mistaken approach. Now, you can certainly think of a segment that is more interested in leaning towards finding your law firms or researching through maps, and you definitely want to consider uh, being visible in there and optimizing for visibility in there, but it's not an all or nothing thing. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that marketeers in the space of law firms constantly do. They establish new trends and make it look like this is the new thing, right? And I've been seeing this, Grace, and I, I think you'd agree that it's been kind of like the over and over story. Like this is exactly what happened with LSAs. Uh, no, no, everything, no, nothing else matters. It's just about LSAs. It's just about LSAs. You need to get your, your local service ads and that's what's going to make you. And, and it, it doesn't work that way, right? It doesn't work that way. LSAs is part of your mix. Pay-per-click search network is part of the mix. Uh, local ads or uh, performance max campaigns is part of the mix. YouTube ads part of the mix. Facebook ads part of the mix. SEO, super important. Why? Because they are users that strategically want to go and research on SEO. So I don't think there is like the one single method to make the phone ring. There is the one strategy that can get you a kickstart. But it's not going to be a thing of you need to do this one thing and do it very well. And that's going to be your formula to success. And the, the one reason why I, I, have, I have issues with this type of claims, this is the thing, this is the new thing, is because it's going to be the new thing until something else comes up. And what happens is because you've been so focused and honed in into trying to do this thing right, you're not going to have any stability 
when that thing no longer performs, right? Everyone who thought and saw great results from LSA or from the Southern two or three months down the road realized, oh my God, it got super competitive now. Now I'm not getting any more of the volume of cases that I got on the first three months that I was present in there. And so what do you do? What do you do, right? You need to be covered at all ends. Grace, I'm getting too emotional. In here. <laughs> I know. I knew you were going to get upset with that that comment. I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait till Leo says something about that. So um, it's never an all or nothing approach, you know, to, to Leo's point um, when it comes to marketing. And that's something that we talk about on here constantly is don't put all your eggs in one basket. So for a company or anybody to ever say that this is dead or that is dead, it shows me, unfortunately, that they don't quite understand how it works. Because if you did understand how it works, what Liel is saying and what we're saying is you can't put everything in one method of marketing. Because that's the same thing when it comes to even just learning or you researching something, right? When you go research, you don't just go to Google search. You may go to a video. You may go look up a YouTube something. You may look up on Instagram. You may look here or there or somewhere else. And to say that maps is it and that maps is the only place that people are going to go, we know that's not true, right? I mean, just think about your own search journey. I mean, you'll go on Yelp for a restaurant, you know, potentially. You'll go on here for something else. So why wouldn't that hold true for just about every industry and every business? It does hold true. So you need to mix whatever you do. It has to be a mix of it. And I would not go with a company that is telling me that something is dead when you have a staff and team and or really everyone else saying that's not dead, right? I mean, you know, based on your analytics, that that's not the case. Um, and so if you have a good marketing agency that you're working with or a good marketing team that understands how this works, they can guide you on a strategy that is not an all or nothing strategy and doesn't make you beholden to a problem that might come up because that strategy is no longer available because you only used one. And Facebook is probably the best uh, example of that besides the Google ad constant changes and quality of the content and the original meta stuff that, that used to happen back in the day. Facebook, when they went from, okay, you could have organic posts and you would get some kind of interaction to only if you pay, does anything show up on somebody's feed? That killed a lot of people's strategy because they had all of it in Facebook. Right, Liel? Remember that? Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to Liel's point and to just finish that, you know, not to bash anybody because that's the last thing we ever want to do on here. Um, and it was a great uh, comment because it is something that allows us to talk about it, right? you should pay attention to Google reviews. You should be in the three pack if you can. And those are all things that are super important, but only as part of a strategy rather than an all or nothing approach. Michael, how did you, how did, when you were sitting in the room, you were hearing this, how does this landed in you? So obviously you brought it up as a takeaway, but did you got sold into, into this idea? Did it convince you that, yes, this makes sense to focus primarily on these? I'm very interested in hearing how did you fail this information or approach to a digital strategy for a law firm could turn out. Right. I mean, I, I'll probably always feel that a well-balanced approach is always the best approach, but you know, that they're, the fact that they're saying that something is new and firms are looking into it a lot more and to get into it now just raises my interest level. And you know, that I'd probably want to take a more 
closer look, a more concentrated look into that new area, but not so much as to uh, you know shift the whole marketing strategy. It's a provocative approach, right? And I'm pretty certain that when they come and claim SEO is dead, they probably don't necessarily mean SEO is dead, but more so kind of like you need to start seeing beyond SEO. And one thing that's been a little bit hard still in some of the space of legal marketing is to get some of the devotees to SEO to understand that there, are, that there is also a pay-to-play uh, approach in digital marketing. It cannot just be organic. There are still a lot of people who have been doing organic forever that are not necessarily yet seeing the need to be visible through paid advertising. Uh, my point here is that whether you want to get visibility on local through paid or organic, you still need to remember that it's all about understanding your user segmentation, sorry, your potential client segmentation, who is going to be more likely to interact with you or to convert to you through a search chat, who's going to be more likely to be choosing out clients from the local pack who's going to be more interested in actually going to your website, doing some more thorough research, looking at uh, videos, reviews, and that sort of thing, and then potentially converting. And then you will know really how do you need to balance and what do you need to give priorities to. I just think that I feel from the position that we are as marketeers, where lawyers come and ask for our recommendations and guidance and, and objective opinion on, on what works and what they should do, we have the responsibility of giving good insights and not just trends that may not necessarily live long to be sustainable for a law firm. So I think it's just the differentiation between one thing or the other, because there's always the hot thing, right? There is always going to be one strategy that is getting a lot of attention now. But the thing is that those strategies don't hold up for long. And I do want to give credit to SEO being consistently performing. And, and mind you that I wrote a book actually advocating for making paid digital your starting line. And I still believe it, but I also uh, encourage law firms that have already established that intro level, exploring, enhancing, and growing it, and then going for this for the organic traffic. And once they also start working on the organic traffic, even focus more on the brand building, right? Whether that's through um, integrating more campaigns on social, on YouTube, and even going offline do some uh, billboards, do radio, do TV, that thing still works. So I, you know, I, I just have a little bit of conflict with bold statements like this is dead, that is dead, uh, this is the new and best thing to do because, you know, we need to be more objective and, and give more, more insights than just talking about the new sexy thing, the new shiny thing that it's out there. Grace, anything to add on that? Because there is another two takeaways here that uh, Michael shared that they're actually very good and no, less, I'm less good. controversial because I think they make a lot of sense. Yes. Um, no, I have nothing further on the SEO. Uh, truthfully, I think that we've uh, exhausted that uh, comment. So we could definitely move on to the other two um, takeaways at this time. So do you want to discuss the first one or the second one? Well, to me, I mean, Michael, and you've correct me here, but... I, to me, they sound about just setting your mind to things, right? Just coming with the right attitude, um, set yourself goals, uh, and and kind of like 
don't doubt yourself. It's pretty much a mindset. And 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 I do, and I agree. I mean, it, it does it does help, it does work. I, I, I think it's super high level. You need to have a good framework, a great support system. There's a lot more that actually is required for you to achieve what you want to. But I definitely think that no matter how many masterminds do you sign up for, no matter how many times you write down what you want to do, if you actually don't get up and do it, like things are not going to just materialize by themselves, right? You need to have a good balance between will and actually doing things. I don't know, Michael, is that is that what uh, the message was? That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really just having the pre-motivation to do, you know, big things, to make big changes at your firm and following through with those, you know, strategies and goals that you have to reach them, um, which a lot of attorneys, you know, struggle with because those changes can be, you know, scary. They can be costly. Uh there's a lot of reasons why you don't try to expand uh, further than what you're currently doing. Yep. That makes sense to me. I mean, you know, it, when it comes to, to just doing, doing it right. I mean, we talk about that all the time, Liel, and on all of our calls, it's like, take these actions and do something about it. Right. And uh, I think that, you know, ever since Michael has been with the Lake law firm, uh, which again, it hasn't been too long, but um, that's one of the things that he always does when he's here, right? It's uh, just take it and actually act on it and do something about it, um, you know, with strategy in mind, obviously, but that to me is, a, it is an important takeaway. And I know we talk about it almost every time we have a takeaway where it's do something about what we're talking about. And in this case, it's, you know, when, when Michael's saying that go to conferences and act on the things that you learn at the conferences, I can't agree more. You know, I mean, we do always say that. And I think that it's super important for people to act on the things because if you don't act and you don't do anything, it's just going to go backwards, right? Or completely go defunct. So, you know, to, to Michael's point, to Liel's point, to all of our points, when we talk about this stuff all the time, do something about it, do it with a strategy and, um, you know, nothing there's nothing constant but change, right? And so a continual, continual improvement process that's baked in to whatever you do on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's attending conferences or taking action items from those conferences is the most important thing to remember and to implement in your firm or in your company and whatever you're doing. You know what, Grace? One thing I really loved that um, Michael said, and that apparently was one of the... Um, points that were made during the conference is that um, you, you shouldn't get intimidated by the big gorillas in the market, which happens. And I I, I do agree with that. I, I do agree with that. You shouldn't think that everything is lost or that there's no point in giving, a, giving it a try because there's these bigger players that uh, who can stand them. There are several cases that have shown that it is possible. I think, you know, one of the speakers at the conference is a great example of that. Michael Morse, right? 10 years ago, he was just basically getting started and building his brand. He was almost 100% a referral attorney. And then nowadays he is the biggest personal injury uh, law firm with one of the most significant brand awareness campaigns ever seen in the space. And so... 
a lot of authenticity and as you've said uh goodwill a good support system um a plan a strategy are the are the factors that made this happen so i i i i always take inspiration for these kind of stories and i always think that it's important for law firms to remind themselves that there is no there's not such thing as you know can't be done because there's already someone in the space and you know particularly when it comes down to to doing multicultural marketing like we do uh we 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 encounter a lot of times uh law firms just assuming there's already somebody doing it without actually knowing in fact if there is someone doing it right is there already a, an established law firm that is attracting the spanish speaking market in a particular market well we haven't done it but we believe there's already another law firm doing it and there's no actual law firm doing it and so you know it's it's a reminder sometimes we just see smoke mirrors and we think things are much bigger than they really are and there is actually a lot of opportunity there to grow and to go after things so i really valued and appreciated that one in particular no yeah i i agree with you i mean you know it, it, we always talk about that as well where it's you know you can make a difference and if you want to make a difference you can and as long as you're authentic and tell your story you're able to do that so that's to me that's uh, the clincher on that <laughs> well michael sadly we're coming to the end of this conversation but it's been great and hopefully it won't be the last because there's a lot of things here that we could be talking about with you and that we can be learning from you but for this time we need to wrap it up with some good takeaways and i think michael's already given us some very good ones that he brought on for the um conference some that have definitely ignited some conversation and questioning and that's 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 what it's all about you need to question yourself things as long as you can justify them to yourself in a way that you can make sense out of them everything ev everything's possible so grace let's uh let's bring it down to to three takeaways and michael i'm going to start with you can you wrap it all up into one single takeaway from you we'll do one 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 how's how about one that? piece sounds good yeah all right let's do it so michael you're our guest you're gonna okay. start uh i would say that um seo is not dead it's not in the limelight anymore <laughs> uh but you know to still evaluate all of the other marketing strategies out there and to take a look into kind of the the newer more concentrated ones that everyone's yeah. looking into but don't yeah. you know don't shift your strategy um you know on its head just you know by hearing something uh some someone says um you know evaluate it for yourself and take a look good one and i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna enter into this one again but i do want to say something sometimes just people make those claims why because seo is not easy right and so you know if if you cannot figure it out and if you cannot solve it then just say no nah, no it doesn't work right it's not true seo still works but it's hard and it's competitive and you need to be patient and you need to do it very well right particularly if you're in a competitive market so the fact that seo is no longer you know the, the newest shiny thing doesn't mean it doesn't work but to to everyone's point the conference organizers michael's grace i we certainly see value in constantly keeping your ear to the ground new strategies coming up and trying them out trying them out just 
as simple as that. But trying out something new doesn't mean that you need to give up on something that you've been doing and that it's been effective, right? It doesn't matter if it's having a slow period, if you're going to some low moment, uh, you know, things pick up, things change, there are cycles, particularly in digital marketing, both paid and organic. So just keep Keep in mind those things, right? Um, so that's my takeaway. Um, you don't need to let go of other things in order to try new things. You certainly need to let go of things that are not generating results for you and you have good data to prove it, but not necessarily make abrupt decisions about this is, you know, this is done. This is, this is the yesterday's thing. Digital marketing is not fashion. It's beyond that, right? Um, so for me, the, the second takeaway would be um, make conferences a part of your strategy, actually. I think that that's a, a good idea um, because you'll learn things from, you know, big dogs, small dogs, everybody in between, right? Like, and just like Michael did, where he was able to see that this was something that, you know, not only the big boys can play in this pond, um, you know, with Michael Morse as a very good example. I agree with him. And I think that this should be definitely part of your strategies to attend conferences, to network, you know, to get to know a big group of and other people that are in your space, um, you know, on all ends, right? Whether, whatever, whether it's a marketing or it's another law firm or it's a, you know, a specific conference uh, event person, either way you can gain knowledge from this. And I think it should be definitely a part of your overall strategy for the year is to attend conferences. Which, by the way, Michael, congratulations. I noticed that recently you've been announced as a guest speaker at Masterworks Made Perfect in uh, spring this year. I saw your name on the list of speakers, I believe, on the business yes, of law. Yes, exciting. Thank you. So, and for Tilma coming up yeah, in, that, uh, I guess, May or June. Well, that's wonderful. And it's very exciting. At Pilma, I'll definitely be seeing you. And I'll make sure I'll be inside the room. And very likely also at Masterworks Made Perfect. So, um, yeah, those are, again, to Grace's point, Two upcoming conferences in the next uh, three to four months. That great opportunity. Oh my God. It's Masters Made Perfect. It's going to be like in a month from now. April. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how time's flying. But yeah, these are really good uh, examples of conferences that, you know, you can attend. And then again, there there is still, you know, because traveling is not always possible. There's still some virtual events happening. And, you know, there are... They're they're good. They're okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I could still use a break of virtual conferences for a while. And anyhow, um, so it's it's down to me uh giving one final takeaway. Um I you know what? I, I I'd like to say, you know, surround yourself from a good support system, surround yourself with people that actually can be great guides, partners uh through your journey. Uh, that's, I think, super important because doing things and going through things on your own is hard. If you have people that have gone through it and that they can, you know, give you some, some guidance or at least share their experience, it's going to be great. And here's the other thing. As you are taking from others, give back uh, to others who are further back than where you are, right? And helping them also, it's not going to make you feel better because there's, you know, there's a lot of gratification that you get from being able to share value and, and help others. But it's also a great way of creating a community, right? 
I think that's one thing when you're joining masterminds, when you're joining these types of communities, it's not just about going there and sitting and learning and taking things uh, on your own, but it's actually participating and, 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 and helping others as much as you're being helped. I think that's one of the things that I would be looking at whenever I'm joining something like this is, is how much of, a, of that type of community exists within the members of the mastermind or is it just kind of like a classroom where you go you take notes you hear someone a main speaker and then you go and deploy on your own um you know it's two very different things and i think the first one when there's a bigger sense of community it's it's just a completely different feel what, what do you think grace uh you know michael i i do care about your opinion on this one because you're both members of this type of things no i mean you absolutely need a sense of community you know i mean it's funny that you're just speaking about that because even in the law firm with between us um i feel like we we have that right and that's one of those things that yeah, without that true. without that support you can't do your job michael can't do his job i can't do my job so yeah you definitely need a support of you know the sense of a supporter and the community in the conference in the masterminds in whatever it is that you are trying to yeah. do because otherwise you're not going to benefit from it at all and you should always pay it forward I mean, it's just the way yeah. it works. This is the way the world needs to work. So yes, yeah. you should definitely pay it forward as well. Michael, any final thoughts? Uh, I would say uh, inspiration kind of as a, as a final takeaway. Um, just, you know, as tend as many things as you can, talk to as many attorneys and also non-attorneys. I've met a, a lot of great people like right. you guys, um, you know, through, through the course of the years. <laughs> right. And um, you can learn a lot from everyone. Uh, so, and that kind of, um, fosters inspiration to to find the motivation to get into new areas and do new things. Michael, thank you one more time for joining us for this great conversation. Thank you very much for sharing us your insights and experience that you had at last week's SMB conference. Grace, it's always a pleasure talking with you, and we'll be back next week. Thank, thank you. you so much, Michael. Thank you, Leo. All right, thank you. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at We'll see you next week.